Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. It is Daniel Dopp here with my best friend, Mike Clay. Mike, I love seeing your face. A little bit of salt and pepper in your beard. Always makes me jealous because I don't have it yet. I'm anxious to be able to get to your point, but I just want to say hello when your face is... Yes, I'm very... I I know, I'm pumped. I'm excited to have a little bit of silver. Yeah. Yeah, Right? Soak it up while you can. You look good. No, it makes you look distinguished. I'm I'm in on that. You know what it is, though? It was fine, and then I just... All the the projection grind of the offseason, that's where it comes. I go into the hole and start doing all the projections and all the offseason stuff and the capsules for the the combine, and then the gray starts to come out. That's That's so weird. I thought it was because I was producing the podcast the whole time, and then as soon as David Presley, who was our wonderful best friend, took over, that's when all the gray started coming out is what I thought. All the, all the stress. No, yeah. no, no that happened. Happened, that happened before that era. Okay, okay. That was, that was weird. Weirdly, when I met you and started okay. working with you, that's when that all started. It is. Now I think about it. That's like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's sort of when it all started. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. I didn't think about that. But. All right. Well, if you are listening to this show, you likely listened to our last one where Mike and I broke down his top 24 through 13 wide receivers. That's it's right. Like, it's like the old countdowns when we grew up and you had to put the radio on and I'm good at or MTV and just listen to the countdown yes. to the songs or whatever. I used to listen to Rick D's weekly top 40 all the time and like Sunday mornings. I love that. But we did 24 to 13 at receiver. Now we're like, going to do... It's just it's fantasy instead of music. Your <laughs> two favorite you. things. Uh, that is exactly my two favorite <laughs> things. That is exactly my two favorite things. All right. We're going to do wide receivers 12 through 1. Again, way too early rankings and thoughts we haven't had free agency yet we haven't had the draft so many things are going to change but it's just fun to be able to talk about these guys but heading into Mm -hmm. this mike i noticed in looking at the list that we had last week or or last last week uh and understanding this week there's a handful of players here where i see two really good wide receivers on the same team and i want to know which of these teams or what teams in the nfl or what wide receiver duos do you feel comfortable if you end up with both of them on your roster? Obviously, Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown. That's obviously number one. So all the other <laughs> well, ones you're talking about. Disrespect to Josh Reynolds and, uh, and, and Khalif Raymond. Raymond yes, guys, I'm but, so sorry about that. Uh, DJ Chark, if he's back, we'll see. But uh, yeah, look, check this out. I thought uh, I, I, this question was kind of presented leading into the show, so I wanted to do a little research. And, you know, I'm kind of wondering, you know, and it's a question every year, right? Like two two really good receivers from the same team. Can you buy into that, or is one guy going to kind of be the guy and the other one's going to be disappointing in yep. fantasy because there's only so many targets to go around? But check this out. If you take the top 19 scoring fantasy receivers from this past season, right? Just take the list of the, the top 19 scoring receivers. Ten are teammates. Ten of them are made up. up of teammates. So five sets of teammates are in that top 19. That's 10 of the 19. That's over half of them. So the Bengals? So it's, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll list them off for you. Tyreek and, and Waddle are top. Yep. We're both top Dolphins, eight. yep. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, both top nine. Obviously, yep. Jason T. Higgins, both top 19. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, top 16. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, believe it or not, were both top 18. No way. As well. So that's 10 players. They're both duos, or they're all duos, and they all were in the top 20 last season. If you expand this to the top 30, you could throw in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson as well. So that's another, you know, how many, what's that? Seven duos yeah. in the top 30. So dude, should you be worried about teammates surviving in fantasy? Of course not. There's plenty of pass attempts to go around, and that's some foreshadowing because we're going to have some teammates here in our top 12. Absolutely. That's okay with uh, tight ends too, right? Like it's okay to have like Justin Jefferson <laughs> and TJ Hawkinson on the same team. Uh, I, can I do would that. Uh, I would think so in that work. I think you're going to say two tight ends from the same team, <laughs> which never works. Never. Like you had like a... How dare you? You had a... Uh, uh, I think the most recent one was like Ertz and 
Goddard had, were both top 10 one year or to yep. miss some time and Goddard ended up sliding to the top 10. Even then, though, you weren't starting him most of the time. Like, no. you just, but that's a that's a conversation Whole for a tight end episode. That's right. All right, Down we're going to focus on wide receivers here. We're going to start off at number twelve. I love this man, DK Metcalf, career high in catches and targets with Geno Smith under center. Like we talked about last episode, looks like Geno is coming back. So, what do you love about DK heading into twenty twenty three? Based on what you saw this last year, yeah, Geno Smith comes in for Russell Wilson. What does Metcalf do? Ninety catches, one thousand forty eight yards, six touchdowns. Now, he ended up 16th in fantasy points, 25th in a points-per-game basis, a little underwhelming, but he had some... He was unlucky. I mean, in 90 catches, was still unlucky. Check this out. A career-low six touchdowns last season, despite 11 expected touchdowns. That was highest at wide receiver. He had 24 end zone targets last year. That second place, second place in that category had 15. He had nine more end zone targets than any other player in wow. the NFL. And he had six touchdowns. So he just didn't, just wasn't converting. That's yeah, all that it, it was. It really was. Sometimes it's just bad luck, good defensive plays, more attention from the defense, whatever it may be. But this is a guy we've seen score touchdowns before. Absolutely. It's not something I'm super worried about. He will most likely be on my list of players you would expect to score more touchdowns next season. We'll call it the anti-Jamal Williams <laughs> list, the opposite of Jamal Williams. I'm sorry to say. How dare Andrew. you? Um, How but, dare you? Uh, look, thir- three you and Micah Parsons both, you should be ashamed of yourselves taking shots at Detroit. What did he say? I don't, uh, he's always uh, he's always getting himself. I'm on Ross St. Brown came out and was like, Jalen Ramsey, I know you played with Jared Goff. Come talk to me if you want to play in Detroit. And Micah Parsons says, nobody wants to go play in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, no one's leaving L.A. to talking, go to Detroit. Right? He, just, he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth. And I think he's a, he's a good guy, Micah Parsons. And I think he means well sometimes or he's just joking around. But he just keeps it's tough. He keeps having to explain his jokes after yes, the fact. Like it's, just, it's not a good joke if you have to come back and have a follow-up uh, tweet to explain love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, uh, three straight top 16s for DK Metcalf. Uh, he's been outside the top 20 in points per game the last two years. A little bit of a concern, but career high in targets last season. We expect Gino to resign. Mm-hmm. DK should be back for another great season. Agreed. Agreed, and there's not much else to say because DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf other than, I, you know, those touchdowns go up, and we're going to see that, yeah. that on a point-per-game basis, all the things that we talked about, all those metrics are going to go up with it. So hopefully that happens here in 2023. Let's talk about... Number 11, the first of two Eagles wide receivers, Devontae Smith, wide receiver 12 last year, Mike. I had so many question marks about how Jalen Hurts is going to be able to use both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith because when you're playing Madden, it's like, yeah, this sounds perfect. It's going to be great. But you have those two guys on the second run heaviest team coming into the season, and it's like, are these guys both going to be able to contribute in a way that we expect? Now here you have both of these wide receivers, spoiler alert, both of these wide receivers inside your top 12. Yeah, shocker, right? Uh, they were they were both tremendous last year. Uh, we saw a role change for Devontae Smith as a rookie. He was more of a volatile vertical target. His average depth of target came down pretty substantially. The second year with A.J. Brown there, they found ways to get the ball in his hands. Actually, after week one, A.J. Brown had that huge week one. Yep. Devontae Smith didn't see the ball much. After that, Devontae Smith out-targeted A.J. Brown. I think that would surprise a lot of people. It was close. But Smith was uh, seeing plenty of volume, ended up with 95 catches, over 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, was ninth in fantasy points, only a three top 10. So he didn't have that elite ceiling we saw from some other guys, including A.J. Brown. But he was just a solid player all year, 80th percentile or better in catch rate and yards per target, 13th in target share. Uh, there was room for both of these guys to have huge seasons. And again, there's no reason to expect a change. You know, the Eagles roster probably going to be a little worse next year just because they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts and they have a handful of free agents. But 
the offensive core will be pretty much the same uh, aside of maybe Miles Sanders, but it's going to be A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and uh, we'll see what they do at the third receiver spot. But uh, there's no reason to believe the target share should change for those guys. So I'm in on Smith. I think he's another top 12, top 15 season is in order. Heck yeah, man. I'm totally with you, and I love being able to see what this Eagles offense is going to mm-hmm. do, especially because they're both so young. All right, let's talk about number 10. Speaking of young wide receivers, Jalen Waddell checks in here. Obviously, Jalen Waddell, I don't want to say obviously. One of the th- big things that stood out to me after last year, like way fewer receptions than he had the previous year, but his receiving yards went way up over 1350 receiving yards which was huge huge big play guy i don't know how to be able to look at this and maybe this is a weird question but like when you understand when you look at you know tua and all the things that are going on with the quarterback position i expect him to be the guy i don't know if there's any worries or any things to worry about or think about that with him coming back um i've read a couple of stories here where he's talking about uh doing jujitsu in order to be able to learn how to fall better and stuff mm-hmm. so all things that you're looking for i say all that because jalen waddle obviously better when you have your main quarterback under center for the entirety of the season so hopefully we have that with jalen uh, excuse me with tua tunga but jalen waddle here at 10 tell me why yeah, this is an, an interesting one. Like you said, uh, targets and catches way down from the year prior, but the yardage went way up, and it was efficiency-based. Him and Tua had a great connection. Actually, Waddle was number one at wide receiver in yards per catch and yards per target last season. So that's a roll stat and a and a uh, efficiency huge. stat. Yeah, uh, He was good in both. Second in uh, 7.0 yards after the catch. That was second best. Only Debo Samuel better with the ball in his hands. A little bit better overall from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I worry about the efficiency coming back to earth a little bit. That can knock him down a few pegs. Uh, he did finish eighth in fantasy points, so he can afford that. I have him two spots lower. Uh, and also touchdowns. You know, he has 14 so far. That's really good, but only eight end zone targets, eight, 7.9 expected touchdowns. So probably a little lucky in the touchdown department. So, Mar, it worries me when someone has kind of an unsustainable rate like that and is relying heavily on elite efficiency. That tends to come down a little bit. Yeah. But um, I, th- I believe in the talent. I believe in the role, and as long as two is there, I think he'll be a, a serviceable, probably a fringe wide receiver one. That's what he's been delivering. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, on any given week, excuse me, he can be one of those guys that can deliver for you, both him and Tyreek. Um, all right, let's move ahead and talk about wide receiver number nine, A.J. Brown. I've loved talking about A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. in part because I loved A.J. Brown when he was with the Titans, and they me just too. didn't know how to use him. It felt like I, we were worried the same way leaving the Titans in the most run-heavy offense. Now we're going over to the Eagles. And the Eagles, not only are they the number two run-heavy offense, but they also have this kid that they just drafted in Devontae Smith that they really love. So how's he really going to be able to factor in? He factored in pretty dang good, Mike Clay. Yeah, he did. And we saw an adjustment from the Eagles offense, became a pass-first offense in the first quarter. Uh, They took so many leads in the first and second quarter that then they could just run Run. the ball nonstop in the second half. They just crushed it. The schedule was easy, but they crushed everyone they played. So they just had big leads all the time, but Brown was terrific. 88 for 1496 and 11 touchdowns. Finished sixth in fantasy points. That's a career best. Top eight in target share now in three consecutive seasons. And efficiency is the name of his game. This is a guy that sustained high volume and uh, or high high target share, I'll say, and high end efficiency throughout his career. I mean, last year second in yards per target, third in yards after the catch. I just listed the top two, uh, including Jalen Waddle in there and Debo Samuel. Brown was third on that list. And he's been top eight in yards per route run all four seasons, which is a mix of a volume and efficiency stat. So Brown's a real deal. I mean, I love him too. He was one of my favorite players when he was on the Titans. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the best receiver that could come out of that draft class that included DK Metcalf, his, uh, his former teammate. 
And he may, he may. I mean, we have him ranked ahead here. He's been tremendous. If he stays healthy, upright, and Jalen Hurts is healthy on, and on the field, Brown's going to be in for another good five plus years of dominant play. I love it. I'm so pumped to be able to uh, being able to watch offenses like that is just exciting. Even if I'm not a fan of the team, it's just fun football being able to watch that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about wide receiver number. Wait, I have regrets. No, I know is, you uh, do. Let's put the Eagle ahead of the line. Wide receiver this. number eight. These two. I've got a Detroit Lion ahead of both of the Eagles wide receivers, and I really appreciate you doing that for me, Mike Clay. I really do. It is not Khalif Raymond. It is not. It is not. It is Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, who was wide receiver four in slot PPR points last year. Jared Goff, he was absolutely Jared Goff's safety valve. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic as More than that, in yeah. his rookie season. He built on that here in year two. I'm excited to be able to see what he does here in year three. Yeah, he was awesome. Almost 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. Took a leap from the year prior when we kind of saw flashes of what he could do. Seventh in fantasy points, 10th on a per-game basis. 11 touchdowns and eight end zone targets in two seasons despite 265 targets. That bothers me a little bit. I want to see more usage near the goal line. They did score a lot last year. They had a very efficient offense and still not a lot of touchdowns. So hopefully that picks up, but still top 10 at receiver and target share, targets, catches, and yards. And how about this? When week one rolls around, he will still be 23 years old with already two really good seasons under his belt. I mean, this guy is starting what could be something really special. I mean, he could still be playing at a high level 10 years from now. Absolutely. He's 32, 33. So, uh, Amon Ra, I believe in him. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. I think he's the real deal. We got a discount on him in drafts last year. People were too low on him. Not anymore. I yep. think uh, it's going to be hard to get uh, much of a discount there. He's shown to be a superstar. But, you know, maybe we could talk people out of him because... Hey, Jamison Williams. I know, right? Back and, you know, maybe they add a tight end. And People could... love the mystery of the unknown, yeah. and, and Jamison Williams has so much spectacular unknown. Yeah, I will fade Jamison if it gets me to a Monroe. You know what I mean? I'm Just with you on he's, that. He's such a good player. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Again, that offense was basically, I mean, you look at um, EPA. I've been doing some work on EPA as I try to integrate more uh, efficiency stats that we have for here. the for dummies in the audience, EPA stands yeah, for uh, expected points added. So it's kind of just values uh, your offense on a per play basis. And you go look at that on a team level to see who the most efficient offenses are and utilize that to help project scores for games, that kind of thing. And, and our stats and info team does a great job with that. And the Lions were pretty close to the Eagles, you know, really? in, in, in that department. I, I think in, at the end of the regular season, slightly ahead of the Eagles. So uh, that's a good offense. Great offensive line helps. Jared Goff held down the four, and it should just get better, you Honestly. know, with Jameson Williams involved there as well. So um, excited for for all this. And frankly, if you told me Amon Ra was going to score eight nine touchdowns next year, 
wouldn't surprise me at all. I am really pumped to see what the addition of hopefully a fully healthy Jamison Williams does for this offense with the way that I'm on a I'm on Ross St. Brown underneath and Jamison Williams going deep. Oh, it should mm-hmm. be a lot of fun as a Lions fan. Something we've been waiting to be able to see. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about another guy who's also really great at the deep route. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver six on the season. And CeeDee Lamb was fantastic even when Dak Prescott missed a handful of games early on in the mm-hmm. year. He continued... That was one of the things I was I was really excited about. He continued to be that guy in spite of the lessened quarterback play, which could help carry your fantasy team in those early fantasy weeks. Yeah, Lamb's first two years in the league, it seemed like everyone knew how good he was except for the Cowboys, <laughs> right? Because his target shares were 18% and 20% his first two years, and we're like, that doesn't check out, right? right? Even even Amari Cooper, same thing. His target shares were too low. Uh, I don't know why they weren't forcing more passes to those two guys, but that changed last year. Yes. With no Cooper there, went up to 28%. Lamb went off thir- uh, 1359 and nine touchdowns was fifth in fantasy points. Uh, no lower than seventh at receiver in target share, targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, yards per route run, all of it. So uh, he broke out officially in year three. Officially. He's the real deal. We know it for sure. You could see it on tape. You could see it in the numbers. Uh, seven it, seven might seem a little low, but you'll understand why once we talk about the everybody else. guys on the list. I mean, yeah. there's just so much talent here. But uh, if you wanted to take Lamb as wide receiver four or five, Go for it. I mean, he's the real deal. Not going to fight you on that. Well, I can understand if you want to take him ahead of the next guy only because of the next guy getting up there in age. But Devontae Adams, mm. wide receiver six. But it almost, like I say the age thing, but he's like Travis Kelsey. It really doesn't matter. He just continues to be one of the most elite wide receivers in the game. And again, led the NFL in target share. Again, even without Aaron Rodgers, this guy is just across the board. He's going to get the ball with a capital V volume every single week. Yeah, no doubt about it. At least a 30% target share in four straight seasons. And check this out. We were like, well, like he can't check every Aaron Rodgers box, like the high volume and the great quarterback. He can't check all those boxes with Derek Carr in Las Vegas. And he didn't. His catch rate fell from 72% with the Packers, to which was 13th best of receiver, to 56%, which was 77th. So wow. his catch rate was actually pretty atrocious last year. And still, he went for over 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns and was third at receiver in fantasy points. He's been a top six receiver in five consecutive seasons, 1,500 or more yards in two straight seasons. Uh, I know he is getting up there a little bit, uh, but the only thing I really want to know now is who his quarterback is going to be. Do you know the only quarterback on their roster is right now in Las Vegas? Jared Stidham still? No, he's a free agent. It's oh, Chase great. Garbers, who I don't think anyone I listening know. right now is familiar I with. I think I bought a car from that guy. You, yeah, that's it. That's right? it. He used to be a car dealer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Chase Carver yeah. Auto down that, that's on That's it. That's yeah. it. Um, so uh, that's their only quarterback for now. Obviously, that will change. Um, yeah. Could it be Aaron Rodgers? Could it be someone else? Jimmy Garoppolo? Who knows? Uh, we're going to have to let that play out. So we can identify exactly where we're going to rank him. You know, Maybe he's top two if it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's lower if it's a... Jared Stidham. We, we just don't know who that's going to be right now. But for now, Adam's sixth on the list. They got a top 10 pick, too. I mean, they could be in that quarterback play, depending on what it is that they want to do, based on how free agency plays out. Yeah, so a lot that's of something to think about range. there. All right. Wide receiver number five, Tyreek Hill checks in here. It's so tough to argue or say anything about any of these other guys. They're all, they're all superstars from here on out. So Tyreek Hill at five. Why do you have him at five? Yes, second last year, over 1,700 yards, seven touchdowns. There was a point where we were talking about, could this guy break the single season receiving yardage record? Uh, didn't get there, but obviously had a, a great season and had a really high floor, right? For a guy that 
at times could be a little volatile and relies on the big play, certainly in Kansas City. A top 15 score in 15 of 17 weeks. That's incredible. You were getting, that's that's uh, almost impossible to do. That's Cooper Cup sort yeah. of production. So uh, he's never finished worse than sixth at receiver in fantasy points per snap. He was first in that department last year. Career highs last year in target share, targets, catches, and yards. He's averaging 10 touchdowns a season throughout his career. Seven years in the league, 10 touchdowns a season. Didn't matter. Going from Kansas City to Miami, he had one of his best seasons, maybe his best season. And uh, again, we're going to keep an eye on their quarterback situation. But if we do get a healthy Tua going into next year, we're going to feel great about Tyreek. Absolutely. 100% you will. And and, uh, he's so much, him and Jalen Waddell both are just so much fun to watch together. It Mm -hmm. is so much fun, both of these guys. Just going back to that wide receiver duo conversation we had. All right. Let's talk about wide receiver four on your list. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. I felt like, if I'm going to be honest, touchdowns? Were the touchdowns there, Mike? Yeah, they were. 11. Pretty good. Um, it was just same old Stephon Diggs, I, right? I sort of wanted... Is it wrong to say I sort of wanted more? Yes. It is? It okay. is wrong. All right. Yeah. I'll lower my expectations. about 11 touchdowns. I mean, how high is the bar set for Stephon Diggs, right? Uh, he just did his thing, you know? 108 catches, over 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns with fourth in fantasy points. Actually tied for the most top 10 weeks. That's great. He had nine of those last week. Uh, top 10 fantasy receiver and 100 plus catches in four of his five last seasons. And uh, how about this? He had 11 touchdowns last year. Not only was that good, that was a career high for Stephon Diggs. So maybe you should have been complaining That's before what it last been. season. That's what it was. About yeah. touchdowns. Uh, top five in pretty much every category. It was just, this oh, is I'm, what you wanted. If you drafted him, this is what you hoped for. You got it. He delivered again. I was thinking about Gabe Davis. That was what it was. Really? Yeah. Sure. You're just backpedaling now? Sure you're doing? Stephon Diggs. There's not much else to say, right? He's going to no. be back and it's going to be the same Josh Allen offense. Josh Allen, I hope, cleans up his turnovers. I think yeah. that'll be a thing, the offensive efficiency. Although, if he year, keeps but... throwing them, then they're going to be trailing. They're going to have to keep throwing more. Oh, Mike, I love turnovers now. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. Let's talk about wide receiver three on this list, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, how old is Cooper Cup? Uh, Cooper Cup turns 30 this summer. Turns 30 right. this summer. And he came in as a pretty old rookie, too, didn't he? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I, again, he's a possession receiver, so I'm not super worried about this, but, you know, maybe a little past his prime. Maybe he doesn't play quite at his peak. Um, you know, I think more importantly is that he misses a lot of time. You know, he missed a lot of time last year. He's miss, missed games four of the last five seasons. So, yeah. you know, um, that's, that is a, a little bit of a concern. Maybe you're not going to count on him or project him for 17 games. But Daniel, you know, he came in last year and picked up right where he left yes, off he the did. year before. He had 75 catches last season, 812 yards, six touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown. That was in nine games. 75 catches is a good season. He had that in nine, he had it in nine games. games last year, <laughs> yes. was a top 10 score in six of his eight full weeks, 16 or more fantasy points in every full game he played. And the year before, he was top 12 in 15 of 17 weeks. So he just, you know, the last two seasons, if he's played, he has been a top-end scoring fantasy receiver. His target share barely changed. He was first in fantasy points per game again. So I have him third. That might be too low. Maybe you should still be number one. If, he's hel- if you knew he was going to be healthy all next season, you'd feel great about him. You know, and Matthew Stafford will be back. He'll be healthy. That connection will be there. So uh, I-, I know he's coming off a tough year, but C- Cup is all systems go. I want to read this. 31.8 points in week one, 31.8 in week two, 16.4 in week three. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's the worst. 26.2 in week four, 25.9, 16.7 in week six, 22.9, 26.8, and then he got hurt. So his worst game was scoring at least 16 points for your fantasy team. That is unbelievable. And that carries over to the year before, too. Pretty much the same thing. He, like I said, he was top 12 Such a high in 15 floor. of 17 weeks in 2021. So wow, uh, he did not fall off last year. Nope. I mean, if he did, it was he was 97% of what he was the year before. He was he was great. So um, I'm going to buy into him again. Maybe we'll get a discount on him after the, the down year and how the offense fell apart yep. last year. But I don't think we're going to. I think he'll be a, a pretty firm first round pick. All right, that leads us to picks two and one, right. Mike. And I just want you to tell me, which way are you going, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson with the top spot? I guess give me number two first. Yeah, well, by giving you number two, I'm giving you number one. But yeah, number two is going to be Jamar Chase. I think uh, Justin Jefferson's locked into that one spot. I don't okay. think that's going right, to surprise that's fair. anyone. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. But first, Chase, uh, uh, look, we wanted to see more consistency and a leap in usage in his second year. We got that from Jamar Chase, right? 87 for 10, 46, and 9 touchdowns in only 12 games. Remember, he missed that month or so of the season. Fourth in fantasy points per game. Uh, he was top 10 in 42% of his games. That was fifth best. Top five receiver in touchdowns and end zone targets. Fifth in target share. His target share went from 24% as a rookie up to 29%. So we're getting in more into that Jefferson... Calvin Johnson, Brandon Moore, whatever you want, that elite sort of target share area for Jamar Chase. We need that for him to be a, a candidate for the first overall pick or the Absolutely. number one spot at wide receiver. We got that from Chase last year. So uh, I'm in, and that's why he gets a little bit of an edge on Cup for, you know, we talked about the durability stuff. I can go either way with that. Maybe I'll settle on Cup ahead of him, but uh, Chase is, is proven to be the real deal. And the volume's there now uh, to to allow that elite statistical production. Absolutely. I, I feel like you really, I don't know. I don't want to say you can't go wrong choosing either one of those. I feel like Justin Jefferson is a safer. I think you floor. can. Yeah, I think you can go. I, I think Jefferson. You think is Jefferson a is a clear one. number one? Okay. I think it's Cup versus Chase for the two spot. Okay, that's how I kind of feel about it. Because I think Jefferson's a guy you could take with the first overall pick. And I guess if you believe in Cup being fully healthy, you could consider him the first being overall that guy. pick in drafts. As but Jamar well. Chase doesn't really fit in that conversation. I think really, he's, he's almost there. He's almost there. He's enough to be in this conversation. I, but I think Jefferson is is ahead of both guys. Right I wonder now. if we'll see if there's any T Higgins movement. If that's uh, if that would do anything to Jamar I'll Chase's value, I'll yeah, be surprised. I, I don't. Too. That doesn't seem like a sensible move for Cincinnati building around Burrow on that offense. What uh, what super great things do you want to say about Justin Jefferson to be able to close this out? Um, I have about over eighteen hundred yards last season and left some touchdowns on the table. Yeah, he uh, did. only eight touchdowns. He had his expected touchdown total based on his ridiculous usage was ten point four. Uh, top five in end zone targets the last two seasons. He's been a top six fantasy receiver all three seasons. He was number one at receiver last year in snaps. Okay. Routes, yep. targets, yep. catches, yards, expected touchdowns, top 10 fantasy weeks. He had nine of those. Oh my gosh. The guy is the master. He's the best in the business. He's unstoppable. He will have Kirk Cousins back. Uh, the same offensive scheme. And he What's is the, 23 years old. And he's absurdly young. Yes. The guy is, uh, there's no better asset in Dynasty right now. I was just going to say. And I think the only question becomes, and 
we'll we'll figure this out. I don't have an overall rankings out just yet. Uh, is do you take him with your first overall pick? And the answer is, if you just want to feel safe and good and know what you have, the answer is yes. Um, there's going to be discussions over like a Christian McCaffrey, maybe Austin Eckler is in that conversation, something along those lines. But I think you can take Justin Jefferson number one overall and just feel feel great about it. I was going to say that's a it's going to be a really fun conversation. I think seeing what CMC did with the 49ers. And is that enough to justify the number one overall mm-hmm. spot at the running back over a guy like Justin Jefferson, whose floor, like we just talked about, is so unbelievably high, mm-hmm. as well as the ceiling? Yeah, I mean, there's just no real concerns with Jefferson. I mean, McCaffrey, you could start to pick apart. You could say, okay, well, when Elijah Mitchell is healthy, he was kind of sharing the carries, was That's still fair. catching a lot of passes. And Debo Samuel maybe will take a, lot a couple of Yeah, I mean, you could start to pick apart, and it's a running back as opposed to the safety of receiver. Um, All right. I have. We'll get there. We're gonna have that conversation. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll we'll kick that can down the road a little bit, but it is going to be an interesting discussion at the top because it's usually a running back first overall. It's going to be a conversation this year for sure. Heck yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Mike, thanks for hanging out with me. That's always fun, my friend. It is always a blast. Please be sure to come back a little bit later this week. I'm sure we'll have another show at some time. We love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please don't forget to love each other and be kind to yourself. You deserve it. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. A Langford fan for life Chargers are off to a terrible start But that won't change his mind Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat He's the one to blame He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case With projections that can put us in for